Las Cruces of the 1930s My father was pastor of the First Baptist Church in Las Cruces, New Mexico, for ten years, beginning in 1934. The Great Depression hung over the country like a menacing southwestern sandstorm. Worried parents prayed and waited for a better day, but innocent children continued to play and enjoy life as though the hard times didn't exist. There were three little girls living in the parsonage on Miranda Street. I guess the church pulpit committee thought we were too young to cause much distress, but children have a way of growing up and becoming teenagers. However, Daddy, 27, had been called on an interim basis, so I suppose they thought we would be gone before we could cause trouble and embarrass the church. However, within six months, the church gave him a formal call as pastor. The members reissued his call each year, until about eight years later, when they voted to call him as pastor for life. I was the oldest daughter, followed by Joyce fourteen months later. Jean came along three years after that. Joyce and I looked like Daddy, with dark hair and eyes. Jean was a reflection of Mother, with her blue eyes and blonde hair. She was a porcelain doll, and often caused consternation, not only for her breathtaking beauty, but because sometimes she seemed unbelievably stubborn for ignoring people who spoke to her. Mother cut Joyce's and my dark hair with straight bangs across our foreheads and the sides, even with the lower part of our ears. Jean's hair just fluffed naturally around her face. She was the sweetheart of the family, and we dearly loved her. We didn't know then that she was nearly deaf. Our extended family included mother's parents and siblings. Her youngest sister, Betty, was five weeks younger than I was, and David, my uncle, was only seven years older. We called our grandmother Mama. Various other sisters of our mother drifted in and out of our lives. Granddaddy, Mama, David, and Betty lived in Anthony, about twenty-five miles south of Las Cruces. Betty spent much of her free time with us and was often involved in our adventures. Daddy's brother, Alfred, lived with us for a short time as well. Looking back, I remember there were two families other than kinfolk who dominated my memories. One of the most outstanding and respected families in the community, the esteemed veterinarian, Dr. Shipman, his mother, wife, and children, were lifesavers to us in many ways. Dr. Shipman's daughter, Barbara, was my best friend. The other family was less well-known and hardly drew the admiration of the town. Hard-working, yes, but they were poor and without noticeable achievements. The Martins lived in a decaying apartment building across the street from the church. They were the only occupants because most of the building was uninhabitable and used for storage for a nearby lumber company where Albert Martin worked. Albert's wife, Clove, was, well, odd. Perhaps picturesque would be a kinder description. Alan, the older son, seemed to have great potential, except for the fact that he was terminally ill and spent most of his time in bed. Leonard, the younger son, was a slow, gentle boy and kind to all of us. Mother often used him as a messenger and errand boy, and he supplemented the family income in this capacity by working for many neighbors. Barbara Shipman and I were inseparable. Although she was a brunette, she had Shirley Temple curls, all fifty-eight of them, until the second grade. When we were together, people would point and talk about her gorgeous hair. She didn't seem to care and was as much a tomboy as I was. She was interested in other things, like adventure and animals. We spent hours together, meeting halfway between our homes, 
taking quiet walks, or climbing the steps of the church to watch the altering view in the late afternoons. As the sunlight was reflected from the Oregon Mountains, the granite peaks were dipped in various shades of violet and purple as the sun settled in the west. We sat on the top step to sing I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles, and then we would stand and try to dance the jitterbug. Imagine doing the jitterbug at the First Baptist Church at Las Cruces in the 1930s. Scandalous.